This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Diane, so glad you're here. No, and, thank you for inviting um, me. Oh, it's my pleasure you're here. So before we get into the topic we're going to talk about today, yeah. who are you and what do you do? Okay, my name is Diane Titterton and I am a mindfulness coach and I help busy professionals basically worry less and achieve more. So a nice little bit of an overlap and a nice synergy with, with what you're doing. Um, so I've been doing this full time for about a year now. Before that, I had my own business. I had invented a product, jointly invented a product, and we took that to market and we built that up for about 11 years. And at the same time, I was using mindfulness myself to help me just with having a family and a busy job to help me cope with all, all the demands of that. And I was also a, a, a business mentor as well for the Princess Trust, which is the charity here. And I helped a lot of small businesses with their business development, mentoring them. And what I was finding when I was doing that is very often I was helping them more with the mindset and the mindfulness part of running a business. They knew their business really well. They knew exactly what to do, but there was other things that was holding them back. And so I could see that there was a real need for this in the business environment and felt because of my skills in business that I could help them and I could relate to the challenges they were having in the real world in business. Excellent. So therefore, it sort of combines both mindfulness and business coaching as well and that's what I do now both in a one-to-one basis and also in, in group settings in the old world I did it live in group settings okay and I obviously were looking at sort of taking it online you have an accent I, I love yes. your accent you, is that an Irish accent no Scottish you're close you're close I, I yeah. love it. You know, Pete, yeah. now you, I probably think you don't think you probably think Mark you have the accent not me but I just yeah. love <laughs> accents I'm so thrilled yeah. you're on the show and I will tell you, let me tell you a little bit my story about mindfulness, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about, you know, what you help people with. Uh, about three years ago, my wife and I bought our first Apple Watches, and there is an app on the Apple Watch called Breathe. And I remember telling my wife, mm-hmm. I said, this is the stupidest app I've ever seen. Uh, breathe. I, I know how to breathe. I don't need an app telling me how to breathe. Well, I didn't know that much about meditation and mindfulness and all that stuff now. Fast forward about a year, and I started reading more about meditation, more about mindfulness. And I said, you know... I think I have an app on my Apple watch that's called breathe. And so I, I figured out how to use it. It's real simple. And, and it, you can set it for one to 10 minutes. And I tell you, if you just take one minute to close your <laughs> eyes and breathe, it makes a world of difference. So now whenever it goes off, I, I will take a minute. And I, of course, I'm not going to do it in the middle of the, the live here. Matter of fact, that reminds me. Uh, yeah, okay, I did set mine to do that. To serve. Um, but it, it's amazing. You don't have to do a three-hour no. meditation or even no, five minutes. Sometimes just one minute is enough yeah. to get you to calm down. So talk to us about that a little bit. Well, I think it's just because it breaks the circuit and it just gets your awareness back to the here and now. And that's a large part of what mindfulness is. It's about being in the present moment. And the present moment is a place where we can control what's going on. We can control our behaviour. So a lot of the time we do spend on autopilot, about 50% of the day we spend on autopilot. When we do that, we tend to drift into either the past where we start ruminating over what's happened or we start worrying about the future. And especially just now when there's so much uncertainty and so much change, that's a very dangerous place to try and live because you, you, you can't do anything about it. And that disempowers you. 
um, you end up feeling anxious and also it takes you away from that present moment where you can actually be doing things, being productive. Um, so I think just those short little reminders throughout the day are really important. And I do a lot of that with clients because I think there's this myth that when you start meditating, you need to go and sit in the lotus position in a cave somewhere for three hours before you get any benefit. But thankfully, you don't. And in the real world, people are they're really busy. They've got so much to do. Adding something else to do to their to their day is going to be counterproductive because they're going to worry they're go- or they're going to sit down and just think, OK, I've just got to get this done and then I can go on with the next thing. So I think you're absolutely right. Having those sort of even 30 seconds, 15 seconds to breathe, reset, and also the breath itself. The other thing that does is that switches back on your parasympathetic nervous system. So it gets you out of that stress response and starts making you feel calmer, gets more oxygen around the body into the brain. So it helps you get bring back that clarity and that focus to the present moment. So you're more likely your behavior is going to change. You're going to get better at what you're doing, be more efficient and more productive. One of the things I try to do as much as I can is we all heard of the Pomodoro technique. The traditional Pomodoro technique is 25-5. I use 50-10, so I will work for 50 minutes, and my Apple Watch is set to go off every hour from 7.50 to 5.50. That's mm-hmm. my cue. No matter where I am now, if I'm doing a podcast interview, a live broadcast, this is that's the exception. But I get up from my uh, my area, and it's really important. You just can't mm-hmm. sit in your chair and do your mindful exercise. You get up, you walk someplace that gets the blood flowing. Then you can do your mindful exercise. I think a lot of people are making a mistake of is they're sitting from the computer. Oh, time to breathe. They breathe and they, they haven't gotten up and moved. And I think you need to move. You need to get up yeah. and walk someplace else to get that blood flowing. We were Definitely. never designed to sit in front of a computer for eight hours at a time. We were designed to walk around this. Otherwise, why we have legs? We don't have, we have legs yeah. for a reason. And <laughs> so I encourage people and to do that. And the other thing I encourage people, I'd like to know your thoughts is when you get to a point where you can see the finish line, but you feel really overwhelmed and over, really frustrated. Mm. I tell people, stop. I know you can see the finish line, but I promise you, if you go away for two or three minutes, take some meditation, get a cup of coffee, whatever, and then come back. You'll finish stronger than if you tried to push through. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. I think um, quite often with clients, what I say to them is get up, walk around. And even if you're going to make a drink, you're waiting for the kettle to boil, you're waiting for your drinks ready, just use that as your trigger to then remember to breathe and do things. And I think if you can relate it to some trigger that you just get in the habit of doing, so you don't even need to consciously remember to do it, you just go to do it. Um, so definitely, and I completely agree with, if you're nearly there, you're nearly finished, it can be so tempting to power through and just yep. feel that you just got to get it done to tick it off the list. But you're not going to give it your full, your, your full clarity, your focus. And you need to have the energy once you're finished to be able to recheck it and just make sure everything's right. Whereas I think if you push yourself too far, you, you, you haven't got that, that clarity to be able to do it. One thing I, I really impressed me from reading uh, Cal Newport's book, Digital Minimalism, is embracing the boredom, which is a f- form of mindfulness. Yes. And when he talks about that, when you're in a grocery store line and there's like four people in front of you, we always pull out our phones and he's mm-hmm. saying, just be bored. Yeah. Why do we have, yeah. we always feel like, oh, I'm waiting in line. I'm at a red light. Instead of just sitting there, we pull out our phones or we yeah. do something. And I really like when he said, embrace the boredom. It's okay just yeah. to sit and do nothing. It sounds like you agree with that. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's important. I, I don't think we know how to be bored. And I think you see that particularly with children as well. Now, we feel that we've always got to be stimulated by something from the outside. And I think we need that boredom to be able to get our creative brain working. I think you end up in a different sort of brain state when you're doing that. And I think a lot of the time it's just habit. If we're standing, if we're standing in the line, and I know I've had felt compelled to do it, get the phone out, see what's going on, yeah, and it's and then that's just what you do every time you sit down, you look at your phone. So it's breaking that habit, and that's where mindfulness can help with that because it brings awareness back. So you know when you get that impulse because it's okay to have the impulse. You don't need to follow it all the time. And mm-hmm. I think we're we're not great at that as humans. We tend to if we get an impulse, we feel this need to follow through. Um, so yeah definitely I think being bored is a great thing but actually that's one of the things people say to me that they don't like meditating they don't like sitting doing nothing they're not used to it they're used to being busy and they wear busyness a bit like a badge of honor it's like oh no I've got to be doing the next thing I've got to be productive this idea that being productive is equal oh you'll know this far more than me to being busy but actually you just end up being a a busy fool Mm mm-hmm well, you know, it's interesting. Most people, and it should be all, most people, when you're driving, you're not on your phone. Okay. Yeah. So what are you doing? You're looking out, you're looking at the stores, mm-hmm. you're looking at the traffic, but the people in the car, they're on their phones. It's like, yeah. you know, wow, there's a new restaurant there. Well, we missed it because we're always on our phones. And yeah. what I want people to do is I want you to, to practice being bored. So next time you go yeah. for, you go to store, you go to restaurant, you go on a drive in the car. If you, if someone else is driving for you, don't have your phone. Just look out the window. I promise you, you're going to see stuff and go, wow, when they put that in, because you're never mm-hmm. paying attention. You're always on your phone. And I just challenge someone. Don't pick up your phone when you're in the car. Look around your surroundings. I guarantee you, you're going to see some really cool things that have been put up there or built that you have never seen in the past because you always got your face in the phone. Yeah, I think that's true. And try not to let your mind drift as well. I think that I would sometimes when you're driving, you can go into autopilot, particularly if it's a route that you've done quite a lot, but to try and bring yourself back to the present moment so you are more awake and aware. Because I think sometimes people do particularly familiar journeys, they get to the end, get to the destination and think, how did I get here? Because they've not <laughs> actually been present. So, And again, they miss things. It's the same, exactly the same principle. They end up not realising what's going on. Um, so I think, yeah, definitely great advice, Mark. Uh, Aaron says people are hooked on the dopamine shoot from yeah. pulling out their phone. You're absolutely right, Aaron. People, yeah. you know, I'm 55 years young. And I remember back in the day, you can only find the news is in the morning paper or the afternoon paper you had it or mm-hmm. the evening news. Okay. And if something major happened, they'd break in on the TV. Now, if something happens, God forbid, a plane crash or a ride or something like that, boom, you can find that within seconds, video pictures. And it's like, really, do I need to, I mean, I, my heart goes out to the wildfires out in California. I really, I, my, I really do feel bad for them, but how, how what am I going to do right now at yeah. this moment? I'm talking to you right now. And I think when we, that's why I tell people, look at stay informed, not obsessed, know what's going on in the world. So if someone says, Hey, 
what if you what do you think of COVID? And you go, COVID? I mean, you should know what COVID is. You should know what's <laughs> going on in the world, but you yeah. shouldn't be watching the news all the time. And I think the biggest mistake people make is they watch all they have news on all the time, or they're checking Twitter, they're checking the LinkedIn news stories or Facebook. And that what that does, you talk about mindfulness calms you down. What do you think the news does to you and all this yeah. fear? It, it's just stressing you out. So spend less time watching the news and more time in mindfulness. I promise you, you're going to feel light years better. Hey there, it's Mark. I just wanted to hop in here real quick to invite you to check out MrProductivity.com to find out how to be coached by me for less than a dollar a day, get my top five productivity tips, and so much more. It all happens over at MrProductivity.com. Yeah, and I think choose your times as well. If you're consuming your news first thing in the morning, but you're quite suggestible, and then last thing at night, just as you're about to lie down, close your eyes yep. when the thoughts seem to get louder anyway. That's it's not great for you. But I totally get about the dopamine rush. Um and and I get it, I'm aware of it myself. If my phone pings, I think, oh, who's that? Who wants to speak to me? And uh, I I was on a yoga retreat and my, it was yoga and mindfulness retreat a couple of weeks ago over in Greece. And we did a mindful walk. And as we're doing it, we had our phones and we were taking photos. Part of it was take photos of what you notice along the way. So I had my phone in my hand and I was very aware then my phone pinged and I felt this real urge to look at it and to see. And I could almost feel the dopamine before I even knew who it was. It was like, oh, great, great. This is great. And actually, when I then thought, do you know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to open that. I'm going to save it for later. And and actually that felt good as well. That idea of delayed gratification felt quite good because I knew it was going to be there waiting for me. And I yes. think that's the retraining ourselves. We don't need everything straight away. We can wait for things, but I think we do live in a society now where we expect things to happen right now. Yes. And uh, one of the things I tell my clients and I shared on social media before is to do a notification cleanse. So on all your devices, you go to settings, you go to notifications and turn off 99% of notifications. Now I'm not a zero notifications guy. I've got my calendar notifications on my to do my credit card apps. You know, if, if if my credit card gets used in Scotland, I'm like "Uh, Diane. So I want to know, I want to know that stuff, but I don't have social media on. I don't have email turned on. Yeah. I do have weather turned on because I live in the Gulf Coast and, and I want to know if a hurricane's coming or mm-hmm. bad weather. So yeah. go through uh, all your notifications and then put a recurring reminder the first weekend of every month to review it. Because what's going to happen, you're going to download an app and everyone says, oh, yeah, allow all notifications. And then all of a sudden it's going to get a problem again. So once a month, go through all your notifications. And if you do this and you minimize the number of distractions, you're going to not feel the ping, ping, ping all day long. Cause I can promise you, Diane, the leader of our country, president Trump, he's never texted me. He's never called me. (laughs) Barack Obama's never called me. No leaders ever called me and says, Mark, what do you think about my policy? So we're not that important. We think we're that important, Diane. We're really not important. So, you know, if you're going to go for a walk, if you're going to spend time with people, like you're going to go to lunch with someone, Put your phone on, do not disturb, mute it, put it face down because you should be focused. Like right now I'm focused on you. Yeah. I'm not like, I'm not on your phone on in, on LinkedIn. I'm talking to you. And I think people need to realize that we're not that important, that it can truly wait. If you're talking to someone, give them your full attention. Definitely. Yeah. I think the ability to listen fully to the person mm-hmm. you're with really enhances the relationships. And for you as well, I think you get so much more out of any kind of social engagement if you're actually there listening to the person. And people can tell if you're not listening. They yes. can tell if your concentration is not there. And that doesn't feel good. So I think 
Another pro of this is that it can enhance relationships. And also, if you're there, you're listening, you're more likely to get the information you need. Or mm-hmm. um, So if it's in a business sense, then you're not going to be then looking stupid two minutes later when you're asking the question that's just been answered because you weren't <laughs> listening. Yes. You know what I do? If, I, if I'm with someone, they pull out their phone, I stop talking. I do one of two yeah. things. If I know them well, I will say something stupid like I'm going to kill your wife or you know chop up your dog or something like that, and they'll go, yeah, okay, that's cool, and I know they're not listening to me, okay, or I'll stop talking. They're like, oh, go ahead, I'm listening. No, you're not. You are not listening to me. And, and I think it's now the only exception I make is if I'm with someone and they tell me something and it gives me an idea for something, I will tell yeah. them, excuse me, you just said something that I want to be sure captured. So I'm going to open my phone. I'm going to add a note, but I'm not going to check anything else. Just want to let yeah. you know. I think if you do that. And you yeah, just open your phone, see. you make a note, and put the phone down. I think people will be respectful of it. I think the problem is, is when you, you're on your phone longer that, wait, I thought you just put in a note. What are you, what are you doing? Now you're going through your email and text messages. That's rude. Yeah. But, it, but I would always tell someone, Hey, you just remind me of something. Can I write it down on my phone? And they, most people go, sure. But yeah, it, it should be really quickly weird. though. Yeah, and that feels good because then you you do feel you've added something of value to the other person if they want to write it down. So yeah, that's that's enhancing what you're doing. Exactly. So now tell me a little bit about how do you approach mindfulness? Because I used to think mindfulness was just like you said, doing a yoga pose and but <laughs> yeah. a walk. You can go on a walk. Uh, a lot of times I can have mindfulness in the shower. Believe it or not, this this may or may not sound weird to the audience or maybe you, Diane. I pray in the shower, okay? Yeah. Because I can't read a book. What am I going to do in the shower? So, I mean, God made me, he's seen me naked. So I'm not ashamed of that, but yeah. it, it's, it's just me in the shower. And so yeah. when I go on for my morning runs, I will, you know, I can, I can be mindfulness. So it doesn't have to be in a yoga pose or, yeah. you know, sitting out in, in nature or stuff like that. There's lots of places when you're quiet, I think would be mindfulness. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. Anybody, yeah, and mindfulness, the whole point of it, we want it for everyday life. We want it to be a feeling and an awareness that we carry with us all the time. So we use meditation to help cultivate that skill. But the ultimate practice is, is being mindful in every situation. And, and yeah, definitely the, the shower thing. The other thing a lot of people do in the showers are gratitude practice. Gratitude's mm, really yeah. strong, powerful practice for rewiring the brain to a more positive mindset. And um, I know quite a few people that will stand in the shower and just go through their their reasons are grateful, um, which I think is really, really good and helpful. I, I think... It- people are, and you tell me if I'm off base here, they don't want to try meditation because it's like woo woo or it's, you know, it's weird, but you know, it's like, I learned this thing just three days ago about grounding also known as earthing where you go outside and your bare feet. And, and I made the mistake of going on a subreddit and people are saying, Oh, that doesn't work. It doesn't cure diseases. I'm like, dude, you're not injecting yourself. You're going out and putting your, I mean, why do people get upset about something like meditation? Yeah. You're not you're not taking drugs. You're just being quiet. If you go barefoot in the backyard, you're not taking drugs. But people they just they get so angry about it. Like, dude, yeah. you need to do some mindfulness. You need to calm down because yeah. I'm just going to the backyard in my back feet. Why does it bother you? And yeah. so sometimes Reddit Reddit is not that good because people get on there and they get really angry. And I just oh I need mindfulness after that. Yeah. I think some people do react. I, I saw a post recently. Someone had said something similar about I get this, they get red hot with anger when they hear so many people talking about the benefits of mindfulness because it's not going to cure everything. 
course it's not going to cure everything. Going to the gym isn't going to cure all your health issues, but it's still a pretty good idea to try and do it for prevention. And even if it helps you 10, 20%, which I believe in, on the whole it would help you more than that, but even if it does that, it's, it, that's good. Yes. That's and, help you. Yeah, and if you want to see how many thoughts are going through your head, because most yeah. people don't think there are a lot of thoughts going through their head. When you try to meditate, all those yeah. thoughts now that have been buried by the noise. Now, when you get still, oh, you got to call this person. Got to do this, this, like, and you, you're trying to focus yeah. on your breath. That's why they say focus on your breath. And yes. but those thoughts are when you get quiet. Now those thoughts don't have all the noise. That's why I, it took me a long time to understand this. But when you get quiet, now the noise is gone. All those thoughts are coming into you, and it yeah. takes a lot of practice to go dismiss it. I recognize it. I'll get to yeah. it later and yeah. focus on the breath. And it's really difficult. That was my biggest challenge to yeah, be really quiet. I think a lot of people think that to be mindful and to practice mindfulness, they have to stop their thoughts, but that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I think we have 60,000 thoughts every day. Our minds are meant wow. to think in the same way that our hearts are meant to be. We are not about stopping thoughts. It is about allowing them to come and go without getting attached onto them so that you don't get carried away in which case you can then become the master of your mind rather than the slave to the mind. Mm. Everything that come, crops up, you're not sort of, you're not running a, away on this journey. But that's one of the biggest reasons people say to me they don't practice mindfulness because they tried it once, but their mind's too busy. All our minds are busy. And you're right, when you do sit and you're quiet, that's when all the thoughts come and people have a huge amount of resistance to that because a lot of the time we don't want to, listen to what's really going on inside what we're really thinking because sometimes some uncomfortable things come up that we don't necessarily want to hear Mm -hmm. it's the same at night as well a lot of people then struggle to sleep and I find people come to me very often because they say every time I lie down at night and close my eyes all the thoughts come in and it's really overwhelming and I can't sleep and you think well that's because you're then going into a major stress response to what you're thinking so of course you can't sleep because when you're in a stress response you're meant to be able to run away from a lie and not lie down and go to sleep um, <laughs> and so but it's, it, it's the same principle the thoughts come well the thoughts are there all the time but we're just so distracted that we we're not listening to it or we're on autopilot and we're, we're allowing ourselves to be dragged away from it and that's not that's not good for us we're better off being the masters of the mind deciding proactively how we're wanting to spend our attention how we're wanting to behave and um and actually I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on the sort of the how much of productivity is about mindset Oh my goodness. Oh, you can, we could talk three hours on that. You're hundred percent right. Cause if your mind is stressed, overwhelmed, yeah. frustrated, any negative emotion, you are not going to be able to be productive because mm-hmm. if I'm trying to like, let's say write an email newsletter for the Mark Chesky insiders. Okay. And I got all these thoughts on my head. I'm sitting there and I want to craft a good email for my subscribers. Okay. Yeah. And if I get all the stress, I'm worried about talking about this, I got this. I'm like, oh, I'm sitting there going, that doesn't matter. Oh, man, nothing's coming because it's all clogged because yeah. of all the pressure. And so what I try to do, and I'll be completely honest, I don't always do this, is I try to do, I try to do like one minute breathing between every exercise, between every yeah. activity. I, I fail at this miserably. I know I should do it. But when I do it, I find out that next activity 
is much better. Matter of fact, there's a, a guy I trained under, Brendan Burchard. He's got oh, this yes. thing. He always says you breathe, you do a meditation, and you set your intention for the next activity. It's genius. I don't remember to do it, but when I do do it, it's like, oh my gosh, okay, how do I want to show up for this live? Oh, and then you and prepare and it's great, but it, it doesn't take, it takes like three or four minutes, but we want to go from activity A, B, C, D, E, F, G, mm-hmm. one after another. Let's take a couple minute break and just like, let me breathe. Let me disconnect from that last activity. Let me set my intention yeah. for this activity and then show up well. But we're always in our society. It's a go, 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 go. We don't yeah. want to take a breath. And I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, we're always looking at the next thing. I love that. Set the intention for each activity. That's great. Is that similar then to doing like a to-do list or having your list or is this is this separate? Well, one of the things I do to keep my mind free is I always capture my thoughts. So I have an app on my phone. If right. a thought enters my head, what I'll do is I'll just, doesn't matter if I'm in church or wherever, I put it right in the app. That way, once your mind knows that you've captured someplace, it can let it go. Yeah. And so I, I tell people, get those things out of your head. Yeah. Just get them out of your head, put them in the app, put them on a notebook, write them on your hand. If your mind knows that it's secure, it can let it go because yeah, your cool. mind cannot remember too much. What happens with your mind mm-hmm. is it can only, and we don't know the exact number. Okay. It can only remember a certain number of things. After that, yeah. they start getting rid of it. And it's not like first in, first out or randomly get rid of stuff. <laughs> and so- yeah. But your brain will relax once it says, okay, Diane, put it in the app. I know it's secure. Now I can let it go. And it's a simple, simple thing. Um, I got a question here from Jeff. What's the best way to get started if you have never done this mindfulness thing before? That's a great question, Jeff. How would you say that, Diane? Um, Well, I'd say you don't necessarily, there's loads of apps and things out there. You don't necessarily need apps or, or anything like that. Um, I would say the best way to get started is to actually get started and to just try sitting even for a minute, a couple of minutes and just focus on your breath. So just literally sit there, close your eyes, sit in a nice upright position and take your awareness to your breath, to the here and now and keep that as a bit of an anchor. Maybe taking your awareness to the feeling of the the breath in the nose and allow thoughts to come and go. And a really simple practice like that can be enough just to to get started, to start understanding how it feels when you're mindful. And the other tip I'd say for getting started is just try and keep your awareness in the here and now. So I find things like I've got my feet on the floor and feel your feet on the floor can be a great tip to to just get, get started. Um, and there's various free apps that are out there. If you did want to use an app, there's also YouTube as well. It's got a lot of meditations to, to do the sort of the meditation side. And also, I'm sure there's thousands um, of mindfulness uh, websites as well that can give you some tips. The problem think- with YouTube, though, if you get a nice meditation, you might get interrupted by an ad. So that would that yes. would, that would <laughs> yeah, not be really so mindful. Yeah. And actually, they must have to pay extra for that because your mindset suggestible then that actually that would really work absolutely um aaron says the mindfulness muscle needs to be strengthened you're right diane doing it once is not effective at proficiency you know an example i've got for you aaron is my wife and i decided i live in houston texas my wife and i decided we were looking for an activity that we can do together so we decided we're going to join a gun club and we're going to learn how to fire a handgun (laughs) neither before yesterday neither one of us have fired a handgun and when i first got there it was 
really scary. You know, it's really powerful. It's heavy and it makes a loud noise. But after I like emptied the magazine and refilled the magazine and, you know, you know, did the, all the things you do with the gun, I got more comfortable with it. The first time it was really yeah. scary. The more I do it, it's just like riding yeah, a bike. It's like um, writing a book. It's like using LinkedIn stories. The more you do it, yeah. the more comfortable you get in. I think the problem is, is people think, oh, I tried it and it didn't work. Well, yeah. you tried it once. I mean, did you yeah. really, when you rode your bike the first time when you were a little kid, did you really, did, did, were you a master of it? No, you probably fell. You probably went yeah. two feet and fell. And it's like in the same thing, mindfulness is that you do it over and over again. And let's be honest with you. You're a mindfulness coach. Sometimes when you do it, you're probably like, it's yeah. really great. And sometimes you do it like, I, I just not feeling it. And that's what happened, yeah. right? Yeah, definitely. And you got to, there are the times where you got to really push through because that's when you need it the most. Mm. Um, but yes, it's like any other muscle in your body. You got to go to the gym and you got to work it. And doing the meditations, that's the way to work the muscle. And then you do get the habit, you get the muscle memory, and then it becomes, it just becomes what you do, your normal way of being. And that's what we're trying to get so that you're being mindful, not doing mindfulness. Well, this has been an incredible conversation. I want you to go check out Diane's website. I was going to call you Tina. I think I was looking at the screen there. Uh, you're not Tina. Time to flourish.co.uk. You can find out all about Diane. Make sure you're following her on LinkedIn. If you're not already, go follow her because she is a great gal. She gave you lots of useful information here. Um, I, I don't know. You know, I know I, I was going to call you Tina because I wear bifocals, but I have the screen far enough away. It's all soft focus. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. I looked at it real quick and it, no, it's time to flourish.co.uk. So I really appreciate being on the show. So Diane, thank you so much for being on this LinkedIn live. I learned a lot. I know the people who watched it learned a lot. I really appreciate your time. A pleasure. Thanks very much for inviting me. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. I've been following you for a number of months now um, through LinkedIn, watching all your videos and I get your newsletter. So it's great to have the opportunity to, to speak to you in person too. Well, thank you for that. And I will never look at one of your posts without a Scottish accent again. I just want you to know that, okay? (laughs) I will read it in a Scottish accent. So thank you so much. Everybody, thank you for watching. We really appreciate it. And just before we go, don't forget to head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com, M-I-S-T-E-R, mrproductivity.com. Find out how I can coach you for less than a dollar a day. No joke. And also, you can get my top five productivity tips and so much more. It all happens at mrproductivity.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski Podcast. Until we meet again, my friend, go be productive.